You're listening to Public Safety First, a podcast to help you learn about the First Responder Network Authority and how you can be part of the future of public safety technology. And now, your host. Welcome to the Public Safety First podcast. I'm Lori Stone and I'll be your host. Today, I'm talking with firefighter and emergency medical responder Tanner Locke of the Shade Gap Volunteer Fire Company in Pennsylvania. We're going to be talking about some of the communications challenges in the rural Shade Gap area and how a new FirstNet cell tower is giving responders the connectivity they need. Tanner, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you, Lori. Uh, you know, I'm really honored to be here and uh, to really be able to share the real life scenarios that, uh, you know, we go through in the rural parts of Pennsylvania here in Shade Gap. So let's talk a little bit about your background, Tanner. Tell me what you do at Shade Gap. I understand you've recently been elected president of the Volunteer Fire Company. Yeah, I'm now the president of the Shag Upberry Volunteer Fire Company. And, uh, you know, with that, uh, you wear many hats. You, you help oversee safety operations um, and make sure the, the fire company is working at the, the safest way possible, uh, not only to protect us firemen and women, but also to keep the general public in the safest regards as well. And you know, that's a job that I take very seriously. Uh, I'm an active firefighter, uh, EMR, as well as uh, you'll see me out there doing you know, hands-on duties too. Uh, interacting with the public and uh, trying to do that in the safest way possible, too. And how long have you been a member of the fire company? Well, I joined when I was a junior member at the age of 14, and I'm now 26. So we'll go with uh, 12 plus years on that. So for the better part of half of your life, you have been part of this this fire company. And, and I know you grew up in the Shade Gap area. Tell me a little bit about what that area is like, what life is like living there and rural population. You know, Shade Gap's a real rural area. And we're in the south central part of Pennsylvania. Uh, there's just many mountains and oodles of trees, lots of farmland, many back roads. And, uh, you, you know, the back roads are pretty narrow here in that causes a number of wrecks it's probably one of our number one call but you know behind that we we get uh, fires and medical assists yeah we're real rural and actually i'll put it in perspective you know a lot of people have walmart's just a couple minutes away our nearest walmart is a good 45 minutes away uh, so that, that kind of explains how far away uh, you know out of the out of the sticks we are you know, I, I traveled to come to the uh, ribbon cutting for the new tower that we're talking about today. And I did travel in some of those back roads and I'm not familiar with that area. So I can see how that would pose a constant challenge for people who maybe take the roads too fast or in inclement weather. So that sounds like something that keeps you guys busy constantly. When it comes to communications, Tanner, what have you been doing with some of the issues your agency has faced? How have you overcome them? So, yeah, communication in our area was uh, uh, not even close to par. It was very mediocre to say it best. And uh, there were many problems and challenges uh, with communicating. And it, it stems clean back from patients not being able to reach 911 due to no cell service. You know, we actually had a call one time. There were uh, two teens, they were heading to college and uh, they actually went down over the embankment. Well, they tried to call 911 and their phones kept losing service in and out, in and out. And the dispatcher was, you know, really just 
putting little pieces together as he was able to uh, hear what they were saying. Uh, so he figured out where they might be at within a 30-mile radius or, or zone on this one road. And numerous fire companies were dispatched out. And uh, we literally walked up and down the mountain, uh, two different mountains, actually. And, you know, that took time. We actually found them 10 miles north of where they thought they may have been. Yeah, so just think how long it took us to walk up and down, you know, looking for these kids. This this call went on for hours, and here these kids are in a car down there from the embankment. Uh, and it was in the wintertime, so it was cold and, you know, no heat. Luckily, there was very, very little to no injuries. But, you know, communication, reliable broadband would have sped this up and the patient contact would have been almost instantaneous if the kids would have been able to reach that dispatch you know quickly and actually been able to talk to the dispatcher tell them exactly where they're at and we could have got there a lot faster so we, we escaped that one but you know hopefully it doesn't happen again and the odds are, though, that another incident like that will happen again, and you're focusing on being better prepared for that. And that's what brings us to our conversation about FirstNet coming to Shade Gap and being able to experience the, the service of this nationwide public safety broadband network. I know we met at the ribbon cutting for the new tower, December 2022. What did this mean to, to you all that you had this, this tower very close to your fire company and what benefits you're looking forward to? Well, I'll tell you, and this doesn't just, uh, you know, affect the fire hall. You know, this affects the entire town and the surrounding, you know, neighborhoods and fire halls as well. It's a, it's a true blessing. It really is. And, uh, you know, for anyone now with uh, an AT&T phone, uh, they'll now be able to call, text, even browse. For FirstNet, you know, to bring that fast, reliable broadband coverage to Shea Gap, it's just tremendous. And, you know, with the addition of this tower, the future calls where a victim is in a crash, they're in a house, and their cell phone is the only form of communication. For them to try to call 911, you know, that cell coverage will be there. We're, we're lowering the patient contact time, getting people there quicker. And uh, in, in return, that's increasing public safety. And I, I couldn't be thankful enough. It, it's truly truly great. I know the fire department had worked for many years to highlight the need for increased you know, cellular coverage communications in this area. Tell me a little bit about that fight, that the challenge that you all had to get something there. It was actually, a, it was a 10 plus year project. It was definitely nothing that happened overnight. And uh, there was many people in this fight to get broadband cell coverage uh, in our once forgotten dark town. It stemmed clean up to Congress, you know, clean down to us little people here in the fire hall. The, the, the right people who needed to see there was a problem, saw that there was a problem, and kudos to them. They, they worked on it and they made something happen. Now we can thankfully say that, hey, Shea Gap actually has cell coverage now. You need it. It's there. And uh, again, it increases safety. That's the overall main objective. I like how you mentioned up to Congress and, and then to the fire company. It was a really a joint effort. And I, I like that you highlighted that because FirstNet Authority and FirstNet the network are here because of the law that Congress passed building on the lessons from 9-11. And we're, you know, 20 plus years past that tragic event and we are still pushing forward to have everybody on equal footing, you know, across the country for 
communications. It took some time for us to, to get where we need to be. And it's thanks to these partnerships that, that you all bring to the table as well. I mean, you opened up your, your fire company to us. We went up to the second floor of your fire company and had a nice little round table forum with several elected officials in Congress and in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So I think that was a, a really great collaborative effort, Tanner, that you also all helped organize. You all wanted to educate these elected officials about what the fire service is like. Yeah, for them to actually be able to come out to us and hear firsthand of how this tower will increase public safety uh, and, and bring not only the fire personnel together, but really be able to communicate better if someone is uh, in danger. Now they can see that that phone call that they made was only possible because of that cell phone tower that they implemented. And without that, that, that it, it ain't going to happen. We're not going to get there on a timely manner. We might not even get there at all. You know, if we didn't know that this uh, patient or victim was there, but, you know, because of the Congress, because of AT&T, because of FirstNet and all the representatives and elected officials, you know, because of all of them, it's a team effort. At the end of the day, this is what we have. Reliable cell coverage, broadband for the Shea Gap area. It's a step in the right direction. It really is. That's perfect. And and that's what we hear from rural agencies across the country is they want to be on the same level. And so tell me why you know, broadband is so important to the, the fire service, especially in the rural areas. Well, <laughs> you said it right there. It's a key word, rural. This isn't a city where a hospital is five minutes away. Um, you know, in some cases, some of the houses, the nearest hospital to their house is over an hour away. You know, so there has to be a tremendous amount of communication. And it starts, number one, with the victim to the dispatcher. You have to be able to tell the dispatcher where you're at, what's going on, what's the injuries, so we can get the right equipment there in as fast as possible. And then number two, well, you need good communication between the personnel on scene and incoming units. You need to tell them what you need. You need to talk to dispatch effectively. Uh, you need to be able to talk to your people inside that structure or inside that vehicle. And that's to keep the incident running quick and as safely as possible. So, okay, now you have your victim out of the car um, and you're in an ambulance and you're on your way to the hospital. Well, guess what? You need to call that hospital and tell them, hey, I have a patient coming. Here we come back to the communication again. And that's with a cell phone. You know, a lot of the hospitals don't have a radio. You have to physically call them on the phone. And, and that's not possible without this broadband. Over an hour transport time to a hospital. And then you all having to call the hospital ahead of time and using your cell phones. That's really something that can make a difference for a patient outcome. They, they call it the golden hour. From the time that that incident occurs, whether you, you cut, your, cut your arm or you're in a wreck, they want you at that hospital within an hour. So if you're struggling to call 911 or you're struggling on the scene because you can't talk to someone to tell them maybe how to do this more efficiently, well, guess what? That adds to that hour. Now you have an hour transport time somewhere. You're looking at an hour and a half, two hours before the patient is in the hospital bed from that incident. You know, so this really speeds up the whole patient contact, patient transport. And, uh, you know, the, the safety aspect of all of this. So, yeah, communication out here in the rural area anyway, it's, uh, it's very key. And uh, we're very blessed to be able to implement this new tower and the first net authorities uh, for all they've done. You know, this is, this is going to, again, increase public safety. And that's uh, what we want at the foundation. You know, we, we rely on 911. We rely on 
EMS and fire and law enforcement to help us when we need it. And I liked how you traced through the patient contact to the patient transport and then maybe to the patient outcome at the hospital. And communications is really the, the underpinning for all of that to have a better result. I'm going to ask you a little bit about being a, a volunteer, Stanner. I know this is not your, your full-time job. Share a little bit about that. You know, when we're, when we're getting alerted to a 911 call, we're in this volunteering, no pay, no nothing. We're here to volunteer our time to go help someone in need. For me to be able to have that opportunity to give back and maybe help someone that, you know, is in dire need of it, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm honored. And uh, again, we don't do this for us. If it was up to us, we'd probably be sitting at the kitchen table with our families eating supper. But, you know, when that pager goes off or that siren goes off, I can guarantee you one thing, we'll be there. And we'll be there to help you every step of the way, too. That's just what we do. I can tell from the moment that I, I heard you speak, that just really resonates with you. We've covered a lot of variety of topics today. Is there anything else you want to add? We're all here in a team effort to make public safety a top priority. Like I say, clean from Congress, uh, FirstNet, AT&T, all the elected officials, um, you know, stemming clean down to the fire hall. And I can't thank all these people enough for putting public safety first. It's really appreciated, guys. And I'm speaking on behalf of not only the fire hall, but the community as well. You guys are doing a tremendous job. Thank you much. And I appreciate what you're doing. Tanner, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you today. And I look forward to many more years of, of hearing how things are going in Shade Gap. Thank you, Lori. appreciate it. Thanks for listening today. We're excited to have you join our podcast community. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can learn more about the First Responder Network Authority at firstnet.gov and learn about FirstNet products and services at firstnet.com.